how do I do this again? Do a podcast? Mm-hmm. Uh, you uh, run your damn mouth. Run your dang mouth. And then I do the same. And then, and then we uh, put it out on the internet. HTTP www.podcast.com. <laughs> I don't think that's where it is. No? No. Great. We're back. We're back, baby. We're back. We took a little time off. We did. But we're back with a brand new episode. Well. A brand new episode. Well. That we recorded a month ago. <laughs> or more than a month ago. Yeah. Because, so we recorded it and then it came time to put it together and put it out and we were both like, hey, we're busy. Let's take a month off. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we recorded this, uh, what is it? The Matrix versus... A Nightmare on Elm Street. A Nightmare on Elm Street, which is what you're about to listen to. Get ready. Um, but we did record that a few weeks ago. So, uh, you know, I don't even remember what's in the, the cold open, but I bet it's uh, I hilariously out of date. Yeah. Whatever we said. We're talking about stuff that's out of date. We're talking about Gangnam Style. We're talking about <laughs> if the dress is blue or gold. We're talking, we're saying, uh, hey... You hear about this O.J. Simpson? Okay. Oh, no. Um, no. So, oh, no. Oh, no. Um, but, yeah, I don't remember what we talked about. But today, this day, uh, is an interesting day to record the intro to this old episode because the trailer for the new Matrix dropped today. It did. Which is like two weeks ago by the time you're hearing this. Uh, but... <laughs> Tenet. One week ago. No. Yeah, Matrix episode is going up a week from today. Gah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Which is... Glad we got that sorted. Um, people, yeah. People are like, okay, well, I've put a gun in my mouth. Yeah, we and- do not care. <laughs> um, no, but I, we watched this trailer and I was like, it started and I was like, oh no, is this going to be dumb? And by the end of it, I was like... Having feelings. I'm excited yeah, it about looks it. it's good. I can't wait. Yeah. I love it. I'm I, sorry I, I ever Ke- doubted you, Matrix 4. Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, like Jonathan Groff for <laughs> some reason. Love <laughs> Neil it. Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Also for some reason. I was saying this to you at dinner. Guys, we had fondue for dinner. Because it's the first day of school for the kids, so we had celebratory fondue. <laughs> like you like you fondue. And mm-hmm. Okay, I'm getting a head shake on that one. And, there um, you go. Uh, and we were talking about a dinner and I mean, <laughs> the kids weren't talking about this, but I was talking to you about how all the, like, there's lots of chatter online about this matrix four trailer mm-hmm. and people are going like, uh, if it doesn't have Lawrence Fishburne in it, then it's not the matrix. And it's like, guys, have you seen a movie before? Right. Like you give them a minute, right? Like. Perhaps there will be a surprise. Right. Maybe some sort of, like, big reveal at some point. Also, he might not be in it, but, like, you know, they might be holding back a few things. Right. You goobers. Yeah, goobs. All right. This is my defense of The Matrix 4 before everyone's <laughs> even having seen it, getting mad about a movie that's not even out yet. Great. No. Cool. Anyway, we hope you enjoy <laughs> No, you want to talk episode. about this some more? No. We hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, we hope you're excited that we're back. We're excited to be back, guys. Um but uh yeah and there's fun stuff coming we're yeah gonna do, we're gonna we're figuring out some fun stuff to do we're figuring out some guests get ready for that oh yeah we're figuring guys we're out. gonna do some trivia on the old socials yeah exactly, look out exactly <laughs> we're figuring out some fun stuff to do with the dvds that we are getting rid of yeah that kind of thing so yes. fun stuff a new a new age for dvd deathmatch the dvd deathmatch resurrections that's a Matrix Resurrections reference. Great. <laughs> All right. Well, now we got to go record this other episode, though. So, yeah. That one is so, two weeks out. Yeah, yeah. So enjoy enjoy this one, though. I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Pulasic. Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our stupidly large DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs enter. One disc leaves. This is DVD, DVD Deathmatch. Deathmatch. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Is that too loud? 
No, it was it was louder because you leaned. I leaned right way in, right was, into the mic. I was it was uh, okay, aggressive. Okay, hey, okay. make your voice heard. You know Great. what I mean? Yeah, lean in, as they say <laughs> about men on podcasts. Mm-hmm. That's exactly who that's for, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. How's it going? Great. I need to ch- turn this page real quick. There, done. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's going really well. Um, we got uh, a little a little storm happening outside. It's a dark it's and lovely. stormy night. It really is. It is a dark and stormy night. And we're going to talk about A Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh, Whoa. wow. I don't know. <laughs> a Nightmare it, on our street. Our street. Don't say the name. You don't want... <laughs> I saw that happen. Um... Yeah, we don't want our, you know, legions of stalkers. Yeah, our rabbit, up. our rabbit fans to come <laughs> showing up at the house. Weird. Um great. We talk we about need... movies some more. Just like banging <laughs> at the doors. How dare you say that about Indiana Jones? You haven't talked about Shrek 2 yet. <laughs> you know, just we don't own Shrek 2. No, we don't. Um Do we have any topics at the top? Yeah. We do. Oh, yeah. We have a very important topic at the top. So. Several weeks ago. We insti- we couldn't decide whether we were getting rid of Atlantis or Willow. Didn't want to get rid of either. Right. And so we had we picked a rule, and it was the Laura rule. Mm-hmm. Which is um, you have to go into your collection and get rid of something that's still wrapped. Find something that you never unwrapped and get rid of that. Which we have a, a surprising number of those. Yeah. <laughs> That's my fault. Anyway, um, <laughs> so went into the the old uh, DVD chest, mm-hmm. found one that's still wrapped. <laughs> we did, and it is um, the miniseries Cosmos <laughs> from a few years ago, starring Neil deGrasse Tyson, which watched a bunch well, starring of starring the Cosmos, narrated by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Starring God's creation, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, anyway, um, watched it a bunch of times with the eight-year-old when she was six-ish, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, Not on the DVD, though. No, no, no. Yeah. Because it's still wrapped. Right. Watched it when it was on Netflix or something like that. Yeah. Watched it a lot. And then uh, it left Netflix, bought it for her for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then there was all this weird stuff with Neil deGrasse Tyson where he got accused of a bunch of uh, horrific sexual assaults. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh no. I don't don't know. I don't want to give this to her anymore. Um, And I guess, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm not, it's (laughs) it's weird. He's a weird one now because he's back Mm -hmm. and he was like cleared in an investigation that his workplace did or whatever but you never know with that stuff yeah but also i don't know i don't know the facts it's, yeah it's just also like, she it's not like she's talking about cosmos every day no 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 so <laughs> but it's you know it's it's like he's just such a strange he's got that you know air of uh accusation uh, yeah. against him which is like a true real thing and you know it's it, we're in a weird uh situation there and i'm like i don't need to deal with neil degrasse tyson anymore <laughs> so not gonna give this one to the kiddo gonna give it away yeah <laughs> <laughs> to some other uh science oriented person who uh does not believe women when they make accusations i guess Ooh, okay i don't know or is able to look past that right <laughs> Um, so that's what we're getting rid of. Easy decision. Easy decision. Great. Um, yeah. Cool. Great. The other topic at the top is that last week we talked about Val Kilmer because he's in Willow. Mm -hmm. I mentioned that like he's not doing great and he has throat cancer and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I kind of only had a vague sense of what the details were. But since then... I've watched the Val Kilmer documentary on Amazon Prime <laughs> entitled Val. Val. New release. Um, and it's all about his entire career and life and how he's doing now. And mm-hmm. he did have throat cancer. Um, but according to this documentary, like full remission. Mm-hmm. And he's just, um, so he's still out there thriving, whatever. 
but he's also uh, the the cancer and the treatments uh, took a toll on his voice. So he's and his throat. So yeah, because it was throat cancer. Yeah, and so um, so he's not able to speak without the help of. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know what it was, but it was like uh, a. It, it wasn't. It's not like a hole in his neck, but it's something like that because he has to put a finger on it. I think it is a hole in his neck. I think it's like, was it a laryngectomy or something? Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm actually, I'm still not sure. Even after I watched the documentary, <laughs> I came into this being like, well, now I know. And then talking about it, I'm like, oh, I don't actually know. But he, um, so he's able to speak, but has, uh, has trouble being understood. Mm-hmm. And, um... The documentary was interesting. If you're yeah, because he he has basically been you know taking home movies since he was a kid, so he has all of this footage. Right, his entire career of him as a teenager and throughout his career. So before he like was famous, I assume with uh, what's it called Top Gun. Yep, that's yeah. the one. Um, uh, and he's got this footage of, you know, he's backstage at a show very early on with Sean Penn and Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And, you know, just throughout his entire career, he's been taking, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. And it's, it was uh, it was neat to see that. It was neat. Not enough Willow content, in my opinion. No. A little too heavy on the doors. Not enough Willow. <laughs> but, hey, to each his own. Yeah. Um, so that was really good. And then also, final topic at the top. Mm. Another text message about whether Indiana Jones is immortal. Another one? <laughs> yeah, I got another one. From who? From listener Adam, <laughs> who did make the point that uh, the two other knights walk away uh-huh. from the Grail site. Yeah. And they die. And that's said early on. How do they die? I don't know. Old age? It was like, it was, it, okay, it's when, when, um... Uh, the guy who winds up being the bad guy is telling him the story of the knights, and he's like, "I've heard this bedtime story before." Yeah. In that early scene in the at the party. Uh huh. Um, I seem to remember he says, "So they they're the three brothers are guarding the Grail for like hundreds and hundreds of years, mm-hmm. and then two of them left and died soon after." So you're, so you're saying, uh, I mean, all that all that means is that like. The, it, that like sure yes the immortality doesn't last if you cross the seal to which again I say dumbest quest ever <laughs> why would you bother why would you right. you're gonna live the rest of your life in the cave that doesn't right in a cave yeah, why exactly. would you do that that doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't I feel like they make it a little confusing and also to and also again third night aged right exactly and yeah, he would have died eventually. <laughs> right. Um, Clearly on his way to death. So, you know, hopefully that conversation is done. <laughs> I feel like we've done a couple weeks now on whether Indiana Jones and his father are immortal. I feel like we're good. <laughs> we're done. Um, I feel like we've, uh, a lot of good points have been brought up. We've really explored the topic. You yeah. Know? I still feel like we're right. Mm-hmm. Even though... This latest entry obviously has me questioning my faith, but isn't that what the movie's about, really? Oh, Let's boy. move on. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Y'all, several weeks ago, we watched two movies. Wow. Yep. We watched A Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984 and The Matrix from 1999. So, two, Nightmare on Elm Street, Great year for movies. Um, (laughs) uh, great. Let's start with A Nightmare on Elm Street. Let's do it. As I said, 1984, directed by Wes Craven. Heard Uh, of him? Heard of him? The IMDb summary is the monstrous spirit of a slain child murderer seeks revenge by invading the dreams of teenagers whose parents were responsible for his untimely death. I mean, pretty timely. Yeah, untimely. He was murdering children. The uh, a lot of editorializing in the summary there. Also, like spoiler alert. Yeah, that is a spoiler alert. Like a meet in the summary. Like that's the the whole thing with him being a child. That like that is a reveal. Right. Right. Most of the way through the movie. Right. Exactly. The parents are acting weird about it the entire movie, and then you find out. Okay. Let's before we get into it. Uh-huh. I've heard this addressed. Like I've heard other people say this. So this isn't a novel observation. Mm-hmm. But the 
origin of, as they're discussing in this summary, the origin of Freddy Krueger is that he was a child murderer who killed 20 children in the town. Right. And then got off on a, with a lawyer. On a technicality. And then uh, the parents took it upon themselves to kill him. First of all, if someone killed 20 children mm-hmm. in your town, it would be all anybody ever talked about. Right. Like, it would be, your town would be the, the child the town, murder town. Right, the town where 20 children were murdered. And everyone would know who Freddy Krueger was. Yeah. And everyone would know, like, exactly, like, and then if he died mysteriously, that's all anybody would talk about. <laughs> and I think what I, and you read all the trivia and stuff, so let me know if you saw this. Mm-hmm. But I think he was supposed to be a child molester. Yes. Okay. And that makes way more sense. Yes. Like, make, like they were, and so, uh, the studio thought molester was too far, but was murderer. Too, right, it was too dark. But so murderer is okay? Murder. Yeah. Great. Um. <laughs> Or yeah, very strange studio note. Yeah, there. yeah, really. But weird. anyway, like it's just, that's just a weird uh, thing that jumps out. Look, there's a lot of holes in this movie, but that one because we were talking about his origin, I had to bring it up first. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, but I mean, this is you know classic uh, '80s horror flick. Yeah, um, it's like Halloween. This. And Friday the Thirteenth are like the trinity, yeah, of horror horror franchises from that era. Yeah, and it's not that I get them confused, but I definitely occasionally have trouble remembering which baddie is which. Right, I don't, but I understand that. <laughs> I don't like because I, I I don't. Well, it's just like I've watched now. I've watched almost all of all three franchises. Yeah, because I think like a year or two ago, I was just like. This is the thing now. I'm just going to watch all these for <laughs> yeah. some reason. <laughs> yeah. And this is maybe my third or fourth viewing of this movie. Mm-hmm. And the first time I saw it, I, it was when I was a teenager, even though I famously did not like horror as a teen. But uh, <laughs> famously. Uh, but Long time listeners will know. Yeah, they will. Yeah. Uh, but I was at a friend's house and I was outvoted and we watched this. The same friend, <laughs> I was at a sleepover at her house and we watched Schindler's List. So like, I don't know what was going on hey. <laughs> at these sleepovers, but. <laughs> How have I never heard that before? You Wild watched Schindler's times. List on a sleepover? Yeah. When you were, what, like 11 or something? No, it would have been like 13, 14. Oh, well, then it's fine. Then it makes total sense. (laughs) Um, Uh, But yeah, so, and I'm pretty sure I watched it mostly, you know, through my fingers with my my ears closed up because I was not. Schindler's List or this? (laughs) This. (laughs) Schindler's List was less scary? (laughs) Or or more. I mean, you know. I mean, let's you know, get into it. Let's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you've got uh, introducing Johnny Depp. Introducing Johnny Depp first, from Hell's Own. Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, first, uh, first Depp sighting. Yeah. Um, he's the he's. It's interesting because he plays the uh, lead girl's boyfriend. Yes. And this, it's like the, you know, I think our. Uh, iconic horror movie of our youth is Scream. For sure. Directed by Wes Craven also. Yes. And full to the brim with echoes of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Not just the text of the movie where they say, we have seen A Nightmare on Elm Street and we enjoyed it (laughs) and here are whatever. But also just like the dad is the sheriff and all these like uh, scenes in the police station and all these things. And the town even looks like the same and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And one of the big echoes is that Skeet Ulrich in that movie looks exactly like Johnny Depp. Yeah. In this movie, it's almost like they cast him because he looks like Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's interesting that that for us was like our our Nightmare on Elm Street when we were kids. And then to go back and watch. Anyway, is it interesting? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the plot of it. I mean, people know the plot of Nightmare on Elm Street. It's. Uh, this Plot. Group, yeah. <laughs> well, it's this group of teens. They are, and it, it, it starts like a, like a rocket. Like there's oh, yeah, no, yeah. by the time you're five minutes in and the teens have all realized that they're having the same nightmarish dreams, mm-hmm. um, of this guy who, uh, is stalking them with these like blades for fingers and this, uh, checkered sweater and all this stuff. That's right. 
Oh, yeah. It is not checkered. It's not. Not. Oh. Can, can we cut this out, please? <laughs> it's embarrassing, oh. man. Humiliating. <laughs> um, so you're like five minutes in, and that's already happened. And then uh, it amps up when Freddy Krueger, who is this demon invading their dreams, um, kills one of them. Yeah. They're all at the same house having a sexy sleepover. Mm-hmm. And one of them gets killed in a scene that I like when I first saw this movie and I didn't see it as a, as like a little kid. Mm-hmm. I saw it when I was a teenager, I think. And like when I first saw it, that scene of that girl being killed in the bedroom by like Freddie, who's invisible and her boy and her boyfriend is watching as yeah. she gets tossed around the room and there's blood everywhere. Yeah. Like I remember that being fucking horrifying. Yeah. Well, it is horrifying. It's, That's the weird thing about this, this movie is that, um, you know, it, it's from the 80s. It has this reputation, as I think all of these these movies do, as being kind of, like, corny or cheesy or whatever. Yeah. And they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this one especially is mixed with these absolutely terrifying things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of them. There's, I think I wrote a couple. Of, wait. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. T- uh, Tina's death up the wall. Truly terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, then T- when Tina, speaking of those horrifying images, when Tina shows up later in the school, in yes, the bag. in the body in, bag. In the body bag. Yeah. And again, this is like, um, what is the main girl's name? I'm sorry. Nancy? Nancy. It is Nancy. <laughs> um, when Nancy sees her in the hallway and yeah. has fallen asleep clearly and all this stuff. that Like, that, I, I think I, like that, the images in this movie are so... Um, uh, riveting and yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Uh, and then there, the connective tissue is like here and there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little yeah. There's a lot of shot. like, I mean, and it's, it's hard to, fi- it's really hard to tell if it's bad acting or the eighties. <laughs> like I don't, I don't quite know what's going on, but it's so, especially the mom, the mom. her mom is in a different film. Yes. Fully a different film. Yeah. I don't know what she's doing. Yeah. Um, it's very, she's like in a soap opera. Right. Nancy's mom is like, uh, just giving this, I mean, it's exactly what you said. Soap opera. And then, but, and she also, the character has a drinking problem. Yeah. And he's supposed to be like, Oh, these parents are kind of absent and they're also tortured by what they did. Sure. I'm sorry. If I kill a person who's murdered 20 children. Right. Like, I'm not going to feel. Probably not super tortured that by that. Ba- yeah, I'm not going to be. Tor- like, I'm not going to be like. Like, it's going to be easy for me to justify that in retrospect. You know <laughs> what I mean? And I don't support the death penalty and all this stuff. But, like, they. Whatever. She she has a drinking problem. It's yeah. Hey, well, and there's also the, just needs. this weird thing. And this is what I mean by, like, plot in quotey fingers. There's this weird thing where it's, like, the parents don't believe the kids until all of them are dead. Right. Basically. Um, And why? And, like, I get it that you, like, don't want to, like, like, you know, if your kid comes to you and says, like, I had a nightmare. And you're like, okay, that was just a nightmare. Yeah. But after, like, the second or third kid dies, maybe you go, you know what? We did kill this guy and his name is the same. Right. He was wearing that shirt. So maybe. Yeah. He looks exactly like the thing that is haunting all of your dreams. Right. Like I just, it just, at some point I needed there to be like a, a a believing of the kids thing. I don't know. It doesn't come to way later. The, but that I'm just, I'm just thinking about that bedroom scene and that, cause it, I think this movie is so strong because of that imagery. Uh-huh. Um, the plot is great. Like the, I mean, the the conceit is great. The, mm-hmm. And then the, but the way that Wes Craven like makes those dreamlike images really terrifying. Yeah. I think is oh, really the, good. the stretching exactly. through the wall. Exactly. That's great. The the part that really gets me is there's a there's a part where she's running away from him and she runs up the stairs and like two or three steps up they're just mush yeah and she sinks into the stairs and i was like yeah yeah because i've had a thousand nightmares where i'm trying to get to something and i can't for whatever right you know and that's very you can't just will yourself to get there and right so he very clearly is like taking inspiration from actual nightmares and stuff and that's very cool um the thing, another thing that I noticed that was like, huh, the use of blood is very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's just because it's from the 80s, because I think there's plenty of. So, okay, so 
when you're using fake blood, there are different kinds of blood. There's figuring out what co- what the color is, and yeah. that it can be hard. Um, but I don't believe they didn't have the capability to do it in the '80s. Yeah. And like, like there's there's a you know when Johnny Depp's character gets taken, he gets like yeah. sucked into the bed, and then a fountain of blood comes spraying out of the bed. Yeah, but it looks like red water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> and it's like, well. Uh, yeah, and I get it. Like you know, there's they're doing tricks, and you know, there's only so much they can do. Yeah, but it, it and it just felt, and it was so much blood. Yeah, and not like The Shining, right? But just like we're just gonna throw so much blood, and even like Tina's death at the end, she is soaked in blood. Mm-hmm. But it just, I don't know. I don't know. There's just something about the, the, the craft, the craft of the blood work is not there, which sounds no, very strange, but like. The blood in the school where she's like dragging it looked mm-hmm. really good to me. But yeah. I know, but I know the rest of you, the rest of it is so crazy. But that, it's funny that you mentioned The Shining because that scene where the, the, the Johnny Depp's character gets sucked into the bed. Yeah. And he's fallen asleep for like the eighth time. She's asked him to stay awake. <laughs> this guy sucks. Uh, so that, <laughs> so that she can fall asleep and go get Freddy out of the dream world or whatever. And he keeps falling asleep, which very relatable thing. to Sure. Be. But also she asked him to stay up till midnight. Yeah. yeah it's that's not true. And that he's a teenager. late. <laughs> and he's a teenager. He's, I mean, you ask me to stay up till midnight as a 38 year old man, like, Yes, that is going to be a horror movie. Like, I'm not going to get there. But anyway, he gets sucked into the bed. That mm-hmm. fountain of blood comes up. And it did really remind me of The Shining this time, especially because that scene starts. It starts almost exactly like the shot in The Shining of um, Scatman Crothers' character in his bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like close on the face and then zoom out um, to reveal the whole room. And then in Nightmare on Elm Street, then he gets sucked into the bed and then that a shining elevator style yeah. blood surge comes out and it just I was like, I wonder if that's an intention that whole scene is like him yeah. honoring the shining. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It was just I you know, having I watched this last year. So watching it again, I was like, yeah, I was just noticing all this other stuff because I just watched it. Yeah. Um, and I watched all of them last year. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I got to New Nightmare. So I watched like five or six of them. Yeah. Um, and they get, the thing that's interesting about this one mm-hmm. is that like they don't, they haven't made Freddy into a cartoon character yet. Right. I was going to say, he gets really goofy, doesn't he? But yeah. also, he's pretty goofy in this one. He is. There is the scene. There's a scene where he's like running after her and yeah. he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, right that's after the, the sound. long arms. Yeah. yeah, that's the sound that it makes when he's running. He's whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> in your head. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, <laughs> but, and then he's also like very childish in this movie and like yeah. very like, like, look at this gross shit. Like, yeah. he he, uh, he holds up his fingers to Tina, I mm-hmm. think, and he literally goes, watch this, and he just cuts off his fingers and it spurts green or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, that's something like he, so... He, like, cuts his chest and green slime and maggots fall out. Yeah, Ooh. there's something like so 12-year-old boy about it, just be like, look at this dead bird. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's what Freddy's like. Yeah. But he does get very cartoony, like... um, and the movies get the, these movies more than any other are so much about uh, this, you know, especially later on about the special effects of the kill mm-hmm. in a way that's like reminds me of like uh, not quite Final Destination. I don't know, but they they become like so much about how imaginative and crazy the kill can get, mm-hmm. and how like like there's one where. Uh, Freddy's Freddy kills Brecken Meyer in a video game, and like there's one like you know there's like one where like he's in the TV and the TV grows arms and all. The this one stuff. I remember is uh, someone's got a hearing aid. Yes, and yeah, he yeah, like yeah. he turns the hearing aid all the way up and then drops a pin. Yes, and yeah. I just I and his head explodes, and I think that's so clever. I <laughs> yeah. don't know, like that's just such a clever like right, but they mechanism. Get, <laughs> it's, that's so funny. They get clever. But in getting clever, they get away from, like, dream logic. Yeah. You know what I mean? They get, like, Willy Wonka punishments for people. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you watch too much TV? Well, here's, you know, what if the TV killed you? (laughs) And it's like... (laughs) Yeah. um, But in this one, it's very... It's still, like, kind of dreamy and weird and and, uh, unexplained. And I don't know. Yeah. I kind of like it. But, I yeah, and and just tracking back really quickly, I... 
just realized that, you know, I was saying about how it's hard to tell if it's the acting or if it's the 80s. And I feel like that's like a lot of things about this movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the answer must be that it's the 80s because we've seen Wes Craven do horror in Mm -hmm. the 90s Mm -hmm. and it's Scream and it's great. Yeah. So, you know, we've seen him do actual horror. I don't know, because for the I guess for the time this was. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I, I was alive, also, but I don't remember. <laughs> I did it not. It could also watch just be this. him growing up, though. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, oh, the it looks, it's a Blu ray, so it looks really good. Yeah. Um, it sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, again, I think is just because it's an 80s movie and, and I, you know, sound equipment wasn't what it is now yeah. or whatever. And But it sounds terrible. <laughs> like,. Yeah. I, like I noticed that it sounded bad. That's so funny. there's that. <laughs> yeah. The, um, yeah, it's a Blu-ray because I have the whole like Blu-ray set. Your sister gave it to me as part of the Christmas gift exchange oh. two or three years ago. Sydney? No, Rachel. Oh. So. Nice. Yeah. Have the whole set. <laughs> I'm sure that'll come up later. <laughs> um, it also has. I kind of wrote that there's a there's a Tinkerbell ass ending going on where she's like, I don't believe in you anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's and then true. like he's like, Oh my power! Like, <laughs> and it feels like very much like it chapter two. Not yeah. not to spoil that movie too, but it's kind of the same deal where they're just like, What if we were not afraid of you? And then it's like, Oh, and it's just it's kind of. Uh, Goofy. It is goofy, and then also because because th- you know that's the kind of like false ending, and then there's another ending. Yeah, where they like drive off in a car, and I had forgotten about that. Yeah. Um, and again, it's just goofy. Like, what does it mean? What do you mean? What does it mean? I like, right. The car thing is like I'm not. A f- I'm personally not a fan of the like ambiguous ending in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sloppy, ambiguous ending where it's like you decide, and it's like, well, no, thank you. You've I, you've made a film, so I'd like to see it. No, right. okay. Um, yeah, she wakes up the next morning, goes out after she's defeated Freddy. Right, goes out, and it's a beautiful day, and her mom's on the porch, and her mom says. Uh, you know, they say you've hit rock bottom if you can't remember the night before. I don't think I want to have a drink anymore. Right. And, it's like, oh. and then all of her friends are alive. All of her friends are alive. And she they pull up in a car. She gets in it. It's a convertible. The top comes up and it's striped like, just like Freddie's sweater. And then like, and then Johnny Depp goes like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And then they drive off to the sound of Freddie laughing and the girls doing the jump rope thing. And the mom gets sucked through the little window in the door. Like a black hole. <laughs> yeah, like she gets very su- her, funny. It's very funny. <laughs> but that car thing kind of indicates like, it's funny because it kind of indicates where the series is going with like making him more of a like cartoon character. Yeah. And like now I'm a car. <laughs> right. But it, exactly. But I'm just like, so, but what does that mean? Cause because all of those, Tina and Rob is the, her, Tina's boyfriend, right? Yeah. Ro, no, Rod is the greaser guy. Yeah. Oh, Tina's, oh, boyfriend. Tina's boyfriend. Yes, yeah. you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. So Tina and Rod and, what's Johnny Depp's character's name? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Okay. Johnny Depp and Nancy get in the car, but the three of them are dead. So like, did it not happen? Well, she says when she's defeating Freddy or whatever, she's like, I want... I wish that it would all go back to how it was and all my friends are alive and all that. You know what I mean? Right. But so did it? I mean, I think for a moment you're supposed to believe it did. And then, oh, but Freddy's still got you. So did Nancy die? I think they all die. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's uh, in the next one. I think that it's established that they they all died. I hate it. Or that just na- the teenagers died and I think the family had moved away or something like that. Well, because I think Nancy shows up in a later... Uh, Elm Street. I watched them all, and I should know this. I, and the only reason I think I think that is because I was looking at her IMDb page, and I think I she think shows right. up later. I think you're right, but I so can't. Nancy didn't die, so she was just dreaming. Her friends at wait, hold on. Oh yeah, she's in three. Yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, she's in three, and she's like, and but I. I don't know. I literally just watched these this year and I don't remember. Any yeah. Of this, so. There was a funny, uh, thing in the trivia that was mentioned like three or four times. Mm-hmm. So clearly people think it's very interesting or funny. And I was kind of like, <laughs> okay, Nancy has a line in the movie 
where she's been, she's been, you know, just staying up. Like her solution is just to not go to sleep. Yeah. Um, and she's been up for three days and she looks at herself in the mirror and she goes, God, I look like a 20 year old. Um, and she's supposed to be playing. The joke is that she's supposed to be playing a 16 year old, but okay. she, the actress was 20. <laughs> And people think that's very clever. Great <laughs> and I was everybody. like, I don't understand. <laughs> Great joke, everybody. Um, um, there's also a sequence at the end <laughs> where the end gets real weird and goofy. Yeah. And there's the sequence where she says to her father, like, you have to wake me up in 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, she's like. Break down the door. Her mother break. has locked her in the house. Yeah. 20 minutes. Like she makes a big deal about 20 minutes <laughs> and then proceeds to. And so she needs to fall asleep and capture Freddy Krueger and bring him out of the dream world within 20 minutes. Right. Then she proceeds to set up an entire home alone yeah, in her she's house. Yeah, ho- she home alones her house. In her in her home, she does this entire thing. Then she has a heart-to-heart with her mom. Like, to the point, sorry, she home alones her house to the point where she drags a wire across a door and then flicks it to yes, make sure exactly. it's tight. And I was like, it's my house, I have to defend it. <laughs> Where are the micro machines? <laughs> and uh, then she has a heart to heart with her mom that we like don't even see all of. We come in on the middle of the scene, they're already like, talking. yeah, she's like putting her to bed, right? And then she falls asleep. So, uh, look, the time I'm just saying the timeline, and then she on has that. trouble finding Freddie for some right. reason. It's, exactly. very, it's silly, it's very silly. It's silly. Um, great, well, awesome. Is it available? It is, you can watch it. Anytime you want on Peacock. The Peacock. Uh, which, you know, has commercials. Even when you pay for it, a lot of the movies have commercials. Yeah. Which is goofy. It is goofy. Peacock, what are you doing? Yeah. Great. Anything else you want to say about Nightmare on Elm Street before we move on? I think I'm good. Okay. Hey. What's the connection, though? Johnny Depp. Yeah. Of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Starred with Carrie Ann Moss uh-huh. of The Matrix uh-huh. in a movie called Chocolat. Chocolat. Which I never saw. Me either. Who, who's Carrie Ann Moss in Chocolat? I thought that was... It's... Um, What's her face? She's not the main person, right? No, she's not the main okay. person. The main person is... Fuck, why do I keep my brain tonight? Juliet Binoche. Yes, ben- Juliet Binoche. There you go. Yeah. You nailed it. I got names in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I do not anymore. <laughs> All right, The Matrix from 1999, directed by Lily and Lana Wachowski. Mm-hmm. IMDb summary is when a beautiful stranger leads computer hacker Neo to a forbidding underworld, he discovers the shocking truth. The life he knows is the elaborate deception of an evil... Evil. <laughs> evil. Evil cyber intelligence. Ooh, there's cyber going on in this. Ooh, hack the mainframe. Yeah, that, that's very goofy. Um, but this movie's very goofy, so <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so this last one was a Blu-ray box set. This is also a set, but it's a DVD set that I, I got from Target. <laughs> For less than $10, I remember. Uh-huh. And it was all four movies. The Matrix, The Matrix Revolutions, The Matrix Reloaded, and then the animated movie that they made called... Oh, I was like four. Called The Animatrix. That was like a series <laughs> of short animated films by like anime creators or something. Okay. Which I never watched. Okay. But... So it's on DVD and it's on two discs. So oof, it's like oof. each film is on a side of the disc and you got to flip them to watch the other one. Oh god um to me buying dvds i was like oh this is perfect <laughs> like you get all four you just get a couple discs oh beautiful beautiful uh and watching it now we were like oh this is gonna look like shit yeah we're, this, we're gonna pop this in it didn't look that bad it didn't look as bad as i thought it was gonna look it didn't look that bad yeah it was not like compressed within an inch of its life or anything it just looked like a normal dvd yeah um there are no extras on it, but anyway, right. The Matrix. The Matrix. My very first note is, guess what? The Matrix is still cool. <laughs> um, because it is. Like, it started, and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm down. I'm ready. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be? You well, said it's goofy, and I was like, really? I think it's, like, not goofy. <laughs> it's so goofy. Like, okay. It it, it I, takes itself very seriously. Yes. And the things that it takes seriously are goofy. <laughs> like wearing leather jackets. And it's like, okay, you, you brought it up 
in the uh, Oracle scene uh-huh. later later in the film, Neo comes out from speaking to the Oracle, and Morpheus is there. First of all, Neo and Morpheus, okay, <laughs> talking to the Oracle, okay. This is exactly the thing we were talking about last week with Willow and the forces of Galadorn. And you're like, okay, I guess we're going with this. Um, anyway, I love it. I'm I'm not saying I don't love it. I do. But Morpheus is like a god. Yeah. And uh, okay. Was Burbleduck? What's his name? Bur- Burglecut. Burglecut. <laughs> anyway, um, that's not a god. No. In in my heart, he is. Um, so uh, Neo comes out and talks to Morpheus. And Morpheus puts on his sunglasses, yeah. but they don't have um, stems. stems on them. So they, they, he just has to pinch them onto his little nose. Yeah, like clip them onto his nose. His cool sunglasses. And uh, you you said out loud while we were watching it, you were like, Ooh, we never should have seen him put those sunglasses on. They look cool until you watch him put them, right. on, put them and on. And the whole yeah. movie is that, where it's like, <laughs> it's like, as long as I don't... Think to as long as I don't have to see him put the sunglasses on or see like Carrie Ann Moss get into those like leather pants that she's in for the whole time. So impractical. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's but, it, but okay, sure, but she's only wearing the leather pants in in the Matrix because the Matrix is the fake, right? Yeah. Okay, great. She's only wearing they're only wearing these ridiculous outfits in the Matrix, so they're just like they're basically like. Oh, I can wear whatever I want. It doesn't matter. In the right, Matrix. and what and they're they like, want to I'm wear, I'm going to wear this cool outfit. Right, and what they want to wear is goofy, and that's okay. I don't. Anyway, I'm just saying. I think it's an interesting thing that it's like, yeah. Oh, I can wear whatever I want, and I just want to be sleek and cool and badass, and I'm going to put on totally shiny pleather pants. But like leather, like yeah, exactly. Anyway, it's and it's totally great, totally great. Um, but my whole point is that it feels like it shouldn't work when you like read about it or when you're on paper or whatever, like you read yeah. the Wikipedia, but watching it, you're like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah. That fun. was, that was an interesting trivia thing that I read that was like, um, it went through, and I think this is true of most films, but like it went through like 12 rewrites. Oh yeah. Because people kept saying, no one's going to understand this. Right. So, uh, but watching it, it's, I don't think it's not understandable. It's not confusing. No. I think they do a good job of explaining it. So much, so much of just explaining, so many scenes of just explaining things. And, and even, <laughs> yeah. even like, like three quarters of the way mo- through the movie, they're still exp- like, he's like EMP and she's like electromagnetic pulse. Like the, you know what I mean? They're still like have to explain all these things that, but it does it really well. It integrates it really well. It's, it was interesting to watch it this time. Uh, that's interesting that you say about like it went through more rewrites than is normal or whatever. Um, uh, and that they were concerned about people understanding it because it is it is a weird structure for a movie. Mm. I feel like normally, and I feel like there are many movies that are this exact way, the reveal of what was happening wouldn't be till the end of the movie. Right. There, but it's it's the end of, you know, not to, I hate to talk like this, but it's the end of the first act of the movie where he's like, hey, here's what's happening. Reality is a construct and you are just this and that and like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, and that's the beginning of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which I think is interesting and I think that uh, kind of is what makes it work. Yeah, totally. Um yeah, this movie has a lot of things that I love. Uh, it's got insane fight choreography. Yeah. Just insane. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I guess for the for the time, this was all new, right? This, like, slow motion, you know, the famous Neo shot. The, yeah. The, the leaning back. Oh, I back. remember. That like, was, like, a huge deal. Yes. And all of the, like, slow motion, they run up on the walls and, mm-hmm. you know... Um, it was like Crouching Tiger was shortly after this too. This yeah. was like a real era of 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 fight choreo that was intru- uh, sorry that was influenced by uh, you know Hong Kong cinema and yeah. all these gunfights and uh, the the way they kind of integrated it and you know he's still doing that with John Wick. That's like still Keanu's thing. Yeah, which is very funny because he's such he's such an interesting actor. Yeah, just because you don't. 
for some reason, even though I'm not like a huge like Bill and Ted fan, yeah. I think I maybe like saw it, maybe. <laughs> um, but in my brain, Keanu Reeves is like a goofy comedic actor. But the movies I know him the best from are The Matrix, Speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I, I don't know Wick, but like I like I haven't seen Wick, but yeah. like. So it's like, why, why do I associate him with like a funny, goofy comedic actor when yeah. he's like basically an action hero? <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's an interesting actor. I don't think there's anybody else quite like him. But yeah, just back really quickly to the, the, the fight choreography. So uh, it's legendary Hong Kong stunt coordinator Wu Ping Yuan. Mm-hmm. Apologies for the pronunciation. Um, and he initially refused to work on the film, but then said he would do it, but only if he had full control of the fight scenes wow. and if he could train the actors for four months before <laughs> shooting. And it, but it shows. It really I mean, does. like so much of it is them. Like I'm thinking about the Morpheus Neo yeah. practice room scene. Right. So much of it is them, and it's just it's really cool. It's it's yeah. so I, like. I love it. Yeah. No, I mean, Lawrence Fishburne <laughs> is incredible. In, yeah. In, in Keanu Reeves, it's, I mean, I think at the time it was a revelation, but now it's like, oh, yeah, we expect that from Keanu Reeves. But like, yeah. Lawrence fucking Fishburne? Yeah. You kidding? He's so yeah. good in this. And so uh, you know what The Matrix is. Everybody knows what The Matrix yeah. is. We haven't, like, talked about. but The plot of it. But you know what it is. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he. Uh, and if you don't, go watch The Matrix. What do you doing? Right. Exactly. He finds out. He gets recruited to fight a war against the machines. Finds out that the reality that we know is just a fucking veil, man. <laughs> Bro. I mean, you keep doing that as if it's like a goofy thing. But in the movie, that is the reality. Like, it's not yeah. just like they're not like on LSD. That is actually what's happening. No, it's I not know. like it's a veil. It's like, no, no, no. They like the machines actually took over. No, I know. I know. <laughs> but like there are a lot. I think it's OK to acknowledge that the movie is to me anyway, is like silly but pulls it off like in the way that to me like star wars is silly but pulls it off or indiana jones is silly but pulls it off okay like to me like there's you know like morpheus i think it's okay i'm not saying that like it's not okay that you're saying that or that you're like offending me or offending the matrix it's just it's strange to me because goofy is not a word i would use it's not the same way that like for me that like last crusade is goofy or star wars is goofy like self-serious i think is what i mean when i say goofy okay like uh you know the speeches morpheus gives about like uh you know red pill blue pill like free your mind from the prison of this and all that stuff Mm. i i love it i do it's great (laughs) i've i probably have written a million things that are just carbon copies of it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because it's so influential and and i it's so in my brain um but it is just it's i maybe my brain is broken but it's funny to me how self-serious so much of it is and i don't know i i but i do love it i don't know yeah no well and you know it, it is it's so the you know the movie itself is so influential like I still, anytime I have deja vu, think, oh, there's a glitch in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, totally. every time, without totally. fail. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that movie. There's a movie called Glitch in the Matrix that came out last year that is by the guy who did um, Room 237, that Shining documentary that we watched. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's all about the theory that reality is a simulation. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but really. Oh, but really. Um, um, the CGI looks pretty good. Yeah, it does. The only thing that I was like, oh, no, uh, it, are the the squid machines yeah. where they have to do the EM, EMP? Yeah. Yes, EMPs. Um, those don't look great, but everything else looks pretty good. It does look pretty good. Um, yeah. yeah. It does. They. I mean, it's, uh, let's, you know, uh, as we've said, the movie holds the fuck up. It holds up. Like, it really does. The only part to me mm-hmm. that does not hold up mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. is, and I'm interested in what you think of this, mm-hmm. it's not all the violence throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. It's specifically that lobby shootout scene when oh, they yeah. first get there. Because that, to me, plays like almost, like it's like a... Uh, like an ad for shooting people. <laughs> like that's what it, yeah. like they come in, they're in their full, like cool as fuck matrix gear. Yeah. 
and the they go, they go through the metal detectors, and the security guards are like, uh, "Hey, like these are going off," and then they just show them their cool guns, and then they blow them the fuck away. Right. And then you know, then a bunch of like SWAT guys come in, and there's all this slow mo, and the the place is blown to bits, and all this shit. Right, and and it's all at the in the service of getting Morpheus back, who's been taken by the agents, right? Who are the welcome to Rivendell, Mister Anderson, <laughs> um, and uh, so so yes, the thing the thing that doesn't work. It, okay, the agents <laughs> can. What did he call them? I don't remember. Rogue programs or something like that? Yeah, something like that. So they can be anyone. Anyone who is plugged into the Matrix can turn into an agent. Right. So it's like, in theory, these security guards all could potentially be agents. But they're also just like people who haven't been woken up and don't know that they're in the Matrix. Right. And you just came in and murdered them. Right. It's not great. Right, exactly. <laughs> it and they, looks cool, but it's not great. <laughs> right, and it's like, I think I think exactly that. I think the movie tries to do some mental gymnastics to make you think that, oh, well, no one is real, and these people could be, these people, not sorry, these like fictional uh, security guards could be potential, like rogue, whatever agents or something. Mm-hmm. But a, they're not like they're not established as that. They're he's, they're just blowing away p- exactly people who haven't been woken up. But B, even like even if they made it like even on a stylistic level, it's gross. And then it's just like a it gets into a weird territory. And I know I know like this movie came out, and then I think I think this movie came out like right before Columbine. Oof. I think. Oof, ba boof. I want to say, and it was a huge hit, and then Columbine happened, and I know people were like, oh, The Matrix, like, whatever, like, blah, 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 you know? Uh-huh. And so I'm very reticent to, like, get into any kind of scolding shit. Yeah. But it is kind of crazy how it just looks so cool, the way they're just, like, blowing people away. I know. And it's like, oof. And, I mean, it's not about Columbine, it's about, like... Gun, the culture of like how cool it is to shoot a bunch of people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and and also the fact that there is uh, there's a way around that that there's a way around them doing that with right. them just like sneaking into the building, mm-hmm. and you can still have your insane fight. Right, you just don't have to shoot a bunch of innocent people right. to do it. Um, but it's, they weren't thinking about that in no. 1999. No, for in sure. early 1999. Yeah. Later in 1999, they were probably thinking about it a little bit. Yeah. But no, it's so it's a weird, it's a weird thing. And, you know, it's interesting because I said last week about talking about jackass or something. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to just be like, well, to reference myself. <laughs> but like, you know, I like, but it's interesting. Well, I was watching it thinking a lot about this because, you know, we are in a world where there's like these hyper violent movies, but they're all rated like PG 13 and there's no actual violence in them. There's just a lot of like hitting superheroes and then they go into a wall and the wall crumble. You know what I mean? Right. And this is kind of that, but kind of different. It's a different thing, especially cause the guns like the, yeah. And there's how, not a lot of blood cause it's the no. whole movies very like black and white and blue and green. So much green. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it just it was an interesting thing, and I think that that sequence specifically for me, anyway, was like, oh, this doesn't feel like this feels like an ad for killing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, yeah. There's um, yeah. I I agree. I, I agree, agree with you. Um, I remember watching it. Uh, when I watched it when it came out, in my head, the kid with the spoon, yeah, who is credited as. Spoon Boy. Um, we love you, Spoon Boy. Was like a way longer part, and it's literally like just that section of mm-hmm. like, don't try to bend the spoon. Instead, try to realize there is no spoon. Yeah, there is no spoon. Love and that the man. Spoon bends. In my head, that scene was like half the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoon Boy was a bigger part of the movie. Basically, <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, you guys want to go see Spoon Boy? Spoon Boy. Um, the age old question though. Which pill are you taking? Which pill am I taking? Yeah, which pill are you taking? Red or blue? Blue is, so blue is, uh, you know, never mind. I don't want to know. Yeah. And red is free my mind. Free my free mind. Free your mind. Free, free your mind, but you live in a 
kind of post-apocalyptic wasteland. Yeah. But you don't know that yet. You, yeah, that's true. When presented with it, it's, do you want to know the truth? Or do, do wanna, you want to stay where you are? I like my life. I'm going to take the blue pill. <laughs> that is unsurprising. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't it, though? Total blue pillar over here. How about you? I don't know. I think I'd probably red pill it. I mean, I'm like, I'm chugging blue pills. Right. I'm like, I'm like, like, please keep everything the way it is. I mean, I just think, I think presented with, with the, the prospect of like, what I think I know is not what I know. I would not be able to go forward. That's funny. Do you know what I mean? Without knowing what. That's funny. I didn't know. Cause I, but I'm already, I already know I don't know. I already, I already think we live in like a fucking <laughs> computer simulation. So, and not like I'm not like Elon Musk over here, but I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, it's probably some dumb video game or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Free guy. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I'm not courageous enough to take the red pill. <laughs> Great. There's also something that's cool about this movie. First of all, not just one lady director. Two lady directors. Lady directors. Lady directors. Is this our first? I mean, this is probably this is probably the most famous movie of all time, directed by a trans person. Uh, yeah. And so that's cool. And I didn't know that at all. Yeah. And so the Wachowski sisters gave a big interview where they were like, "Oh yeah, we you know, looking back on it, like there's these all these like trans allegory like waking up to you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff in that's embedded in the matrix." And some interviewer asked, which is just so cool and like so fun to watch it now knowing that stuff because yeah. obviously in 1999 I had no fucking idea what I you know about anything. Yeah. And you know, there's like there's like dumb lines where um Trinity comes up to Neo in the club in the very beginning, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, I thought you were a, a dude, or so." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, and and she goes, "Oh, most guys do think that." You know what I mean? Like that yeah. kind of stuff. It's like very cool. And sorry, I don't want to derail no, you. Remember no. what you were going to yes. say, but just really quickly, the character of Switch, who is the other yeah. girl, was originally it's supposed to be played by played by uh, an androgynous actor always, but in the Matrix was supposed to be a man and then unplugged was, was supposed to be a woman. But then they oh, liked so that cool. actress so much that they just had her play both parts. But originally it was supposed to be, which is why her name is switch. That's very, cool. right. That's that would have been nice. very cool. I like her. I think she does a great job, yeah. but that would have been really cool. Not like this. Not like this. Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> I think about that line all the time. By the way. <laughs> Not like this. Um, uh, but anyway, so they gave this interview where they were talking all about it. And then some uh, journalist at, at a junket or whatever asked Keanu Reeves, like, hey, you know, did you know about this? Do you what do you think about this and about this? The Matrix being a trans allegory. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I didn't know about that, but that's cool. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, what an icon. Keanu Reeves, man. What an icon. <laughs> what an icon. <laughs> um, not to take away anything from the Wachowski sisters who are the real icons in this situation not to just go for the the dude here but um but it's very cool I don't know the (laughs) other thing the last thing I'll say about the matrix and I'm sorry to just go on and on I feel like that's all this podcast is sorry is that so my favorite movie of all time is probably Seven Samurai Mm -hmm. and I love it for a lot of reasons but one of the reasons I love it is that there's so much going on in it there's so much movie in the movie mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like and for for a guy who thinks every movie should be 90 minutes that movie's like three hours long and there's yeah. just like these amazing like there's just it's highs and lows and there's just like comedy and fights and all this great stuff and this movie really reminds me of that just in the way that there's just so much in this yeah there's all the weird philosophy stuff all the you know which is like can get pretty like cringy dorm room but then can get pretty crazy you know what i mean like um and there's the fight choreography there's no reason why a movie about how reality is a construct needs to be also be like an action film an action kung fu movie but like this is and so there's betrayal there's betrayal there yeah there's also like the sci-fi epic sweep of it yeah i don't know it's just there's all so much going on yeah i love it and it was such a time for that kind of movie yeah um like there was like dark city which i love have you seen that i don't think so Oh, so good. 
<laughs> so good. Um, and like Existence, which I watched recently, which is another, which is like the David Cronenberg who did History of Violence, like mm-hmm. his version of this kind of thing, mm-hmm. kind of unwatchable to me, but <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Has Jude Law in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of the 13th Floor, I think was another one. There's a lot of these movies coming out at the time. Yeah. It was pre-9-11. People were, like, looking for something to think about. They were like, man, what if reality is a construct? (laughs) People were looking for something to think about. (laughs) Let's give them something to think about. Um. The theme song for philosophy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Great. Yeah. Uh, Is it available? Uh, Hold on. I talked so much that my computer went to sleep. (laughs) Sorry. I talked so much. Uh, it's on HBO Max. Great. Because we didn't talk about the sequels at all. Well, we didn't watch the sequels, did we? Well, but they're... Anyway, all right. Uh, <laughs> also, I don't remember the sequels. <laughs> I read both of the Wikipedias because I was like, oh, maybe I want to watch the Matrix sequels. Mm-hmm. And then I read both the Wikipedias today and I was like, I'm good. I mean, apparently they'll come up. They will come up unless... Let's see I mean, what happens. Let's see. Yeah. Because we can't get rid of the Matrix without getting rid of the Matrix Reloaded. Because they're on the same disc. Oh, fuck. One side is the other side. Yeah. Well, I mean, because here's the thing. I was I was voting voting Matrix off the island only because love the Matrix. Think it's great. Want to watch it. You again. probably prefer it to Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, for sure. But you probably shouldn't watch the Matrix via a two sided DVD. Like that's not how. Yeah. You want to watch The Matrix. You should watch it on your streaming. Yeah, like um, a HD. Or get yourself a little Blu-ray of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we should get ourselves a little Blu-ray of The Matrix is what you're saying. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> at all. Okay. Great. It's streaming on HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. Which, which we, we do, have. We do pay for, so <laughs> might as well use it. Um, so yeah, but, but the conflict comes in because it means we're getting rid of two. We're what if we two. just scratch that side of the disc? Well, that's uh, deranged. <laughs> um, I'm fine with getting rid of. I'm fine with getting rid of that whole set. Honestly, give it to somebody who would give it a good home, and we yeah. can either because I, you know, because I, I haven't seen Matrix, Matrix Reloaded recently. I don't remember it. The one thing I remember from the sequels is apparently in the third one. The party at Zion. No, that's in the second one. That's God, the beginning of the second one. Damn it. Well, anyway, I don't remember it. <laughs> and Jada Pinkett's the there. And, yeah. Um, um, but again, I feel like probably, let's say they're both stellar movies. Um, again, they should probably be enjoyed in a little bit more higher definition. A right. little and, more higher definition. Well, wow. Nightmare on... Nightmore. Nightmore. We're, we're losing it, <laughs> Yikes, folks. we gotta cut this out. Nightmare on Elm Street is a Blu-ray and part of a set also, so it's not like... Right, it's not like that's the easier decision. Okay, I don't know why we're still talking about this. We're getting rid of the Matrix. <laughs> Great. Um, uh, Matrix, we're giving you the, the blue pill. You're going back to... That. I don't know. I tried. (laughs) Thank you for your service. I'm sure we'll see you again. Just on some other uh, thing. Okay. Great. (laughs) Should we pick this next matchup? Let's do it. Hey, Siri. Hmm? Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 344. 344. Oh, from 2009. I have doubt. Doubt! <laughs> doubt! Oh, love it. Love it. Excited. Excited. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Meryl Streep. Oh, such a good movie. So good. Okay. <gasps> Cannot wait. Viola Davis. Oh, Viola! <laughs> God, I, I love... Can we manifest me working with Viola Davis? Because that would be... Put it out there, man. Incredible. Let's do it. All right. Let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Uh-huh? Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 676. 676 is from 2005. June Bug. Junebug. I remember 
remember liking that movie. Yeah, we. I mean, I, I didn't remember we loved it. very little about it, but I remember really liking it. It's um, it's another Amy Adams. Amy Adams, yeah. And uh, have we McKenzie. done an Amy Adams on the podcast? Or are you just thinking of? I'm thinking of Doubt. Oh my God, she's in Doubt too. Yeah, and it's got our uh, uh, Ryan from the OC. Ben McKenzie. Yeah. Wow. And I don't remember anybody else who's in it. No. But I remember loving it. All right. Two Amy Adams. Amy Adams Palooza. Amy Adams Powerhouse. What's the connection? It's Amy fucking Adams. <laughs> All right. Great. I'm, you know what? I'm very excited to watch both of these because Doubt I remember very clearly, but haven't watched it in a little while, so would love to watch it again. Junebug I don't remember, but I remember loving, so. Yeah. That's exciting. Going to be a tough D match, though. Oh, that's true. Well, <laughs> that's what the rules are for. Yeah. We could still also do $100 donation to a cause of our choice. True. That's a rule we've also imposed on ourselves for some reason. So <laughs> Great. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all of the places. We got the Insta. We got the Twitter. We got the Gmail. We got the World Wide Web. And I hope that you treat yourself to a delicious breakfast because life's too short to not do that there you go that sounds good I'm gonna have one tomorrow yeah alright come back next week and see who survives DVD DVD Deathmatch Great. Give us some chocolate cake. Can't do that anymore. No. God damn it, Bill Cosby. No, you fucking rapist. <laughs>